The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2028. Today it is a Jedi business episode. We're going to look at the box office numbers from the fifth weekend of the release of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So here we are. One of the things that did happen that we talked about last week is that Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker has crossed the 1 billion mark at the global box office, which is rather a remarkable thing. Not a lot of movies get to do that. And at the moment, it looks like it is definitely going to surpass the numbers for Rogue One at the box office, but not The Last Jedi. So here's where we're at right now. The Rise of Skywalker is just about at $495 million in the domestic box office and about $539 million globally that is not in North America and so its overall total is 1.026 billion dollars so a billion dollars and another 26 million it's gonna have to get another 38 no excuse me uh, another 30 million I think it is in order to surpass Rogue One overall and it's going to have to get another 38 million specifically to surpass Rogue One at the domestic box office. But one of the levels it's achieved is the top 15 of domestic box office grocers. So Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker is now in 15th place as a movie earning money at the domestic box office. Rogue One is in 13th place, so it's got a little bit of a climb. But even if it gets past Rogue One, I think it's only another $5 million to then pass The Dark Knight for 12th place. But... It would have to crack 600 million domestic in order to get into the top 10 of all time domestic earners. And the Department of Corrections is chiming in. I said 539 million at the global box office, but it's actually 534 million. So my apologies for that. So for the weekend itself, it ended in fifth place and it made, what was it? Um, yes. 10.6 million at the domestic box office and 10.9 million outside of North America. So pretty solid, decent numbers. And number one was actually Bad Boys for Life. So it ended up getting a tremendous review and tremendous audience score and did fantastically well. 1917, which knocked The Rise of Skywalker out of the top spot in the box office, ended up in second place getting knocked out themselves by Bad Boys for Life. We have The Rise of Skywalker in fifth place overall. Jumanji was in fourth place. And now I'm going to have to pause this and go look to see what was actually in third place. Oh, it was uh, Doolittle. That was it. Um, yeah, either. Yeah. Anyway, so Doolittle's not getting good reviews. And apparently there's... You know, their box office scores were like, uh, or their box office numbers are making it look like that $175 million budget is going to be tough to 
get to. So that's too bad for Robert Downey Jr., who is the Dr. Doolittle for a new generation, but if the movie isn't going to do all that well, then it's probably going to be a one and done until they reboot that franchise I don't know, a good five, six years from now, something like that. But it is interesting in its way that the top five movies in the box office, four of them rely on intellectual property that was already previously established. I mean, the Bad Boys movies, yeah, there were only two Bad Boys movies, and, you know, it's not like they were necessarily on lunchboxes or anything like that. You know, it wasn't that kind of movie. But at this rate, they're probably going to start making Funko Pops of the... Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So, ah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time for revamping intellectual property. Jumanji, obviously, is the third Jumanji movie that they've made. The Rise of Skywalker, naturally, is a part of an intellectual property that's been around for four decades. And the Doolittle thing, well, you know, uh, I guess you could say it was sort of a previous IP with Eddie Murphy's Dr. Doolittle movies, and obviously the character has existed for quite a long time. The 1917 movie is the only one that is in the top five that isn't based on pre-existing intellectual property. But what's next for The Rise of Skywalker in theaters? Well, we'll talk about that right after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash sw7x7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash sw7x7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. All right, so a couple of the things that we can expect to happen with The Rise of Skywalker, I've already mentioned one of them is that it's going to cross 500 million domestically and probably sometime this week, probably before the weekend itself, before next weekend. So that's number one. Number two, depending on how things go over the next seven days, it's possible that by the end of next weekend, The Rise of Skywalker will have surpassed the totals of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So that one, you know, that one's bound to happen. It's just a matter of when. But complicating the situation is the third thing that's going to be happening, which has already started, and that is that The Rise of Skywalker is starting to be in fewer and fewer theaters. So it was in something like 4,300 or 4,200 theaters, but it lost 1,200 theaters this past weekend, and so it was only in just over 3,000 theaters. And so obviously, in fewer theaters is because that, you know, <laughs> that means it's not making as much money as, say, something else that a movie theater could put on a particular screen. But because of that, like that consolidation, you know, the amounts are continuing downward, as happens with every single movie, but it just, you know, starts to be, you know, the first of the final footsteps. As soon as we start losing theaters, the numbers start going down, and then you lose more theaters, and the numbers go down even further, and so we are on that march to the end of the rise of Skywalker's showing in theaters. But it'll definitely surpass Rogue One. Won't surpass The Last Jedi, but, you know, still, billion dollars is pretty darn good. 
Anyway, that is as far as we're going to look at the box office numbers for The Rise of Skywalker, and that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.